I always say there's a market for everybody. So obviously we're not in that like high end luxury market. Um, we're kind of marketing to people like us, like outdoor enthusiasts, um, campers, mountain bikers, people who want to try camping for the first time, but they don't want to pay an arm and a leg and a giant cleaning fee. We actually don't even have a cleaning fee. Um, so we put a lot of sweat equity and, and time and um, details into it. And we want to kind of provide a really affordable stay that's unique, um, that also cash flows a lot of money. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, I'm pumped to quickly tell you a little bit about StayFi, our sponsor for today's episode. StayFi makes it easy to collect data from and market to every single person staying in your short-term rental. StayFi lets you create a custom branded Wi-Fi splash page, which is similar to what you might experience when logging onto the Wi-Fi network at your favorite coffee shop. This means that you can collect the name, the email address, and the phone number from every guest staying with you, not just the one who booked. Because who doesn't need to use the Wi-Fi, right? You can learn more about StayFi in about 15 minutes from now, or pause this episode, head on over to StayFi.com. Be sure to use the discount code BTS at checkout for 50% off your first three months. Oh, and if you haven't already listened to it, check out episode 47 of Behind the Stays, where I interview Arthur Kolker, who is the founder and CEO of StayFi. He's a smart dude. All right, on to the episode, but again, if you want to quickly snag the deal, head on over to stayfi.com and be sure to use the code BTS at checkout for 50% off your first three months. In just a moment, you'll meet Jessica Foster, the creator of Ironton Island, a collection of unique glamping stays in Ironton, Minnesota. Jessica is a product designer by trade and has always had a love for the outdoors, something she and her husband Chad have in common. Jessica and Chad have always enjoyed working hard and dreaming about ways to create valuable assets that enable others to encounter the natural world in more meaningful ways. So when the opportunity presented itself for the couple to begin designing and building unique but affordable Airbnb escapes, they jumped at it. Tune in to hear the story of how Jessica and Chad have strategically acquired traditionally overlooked land, built simple but memorable unique stays with little to no financing, and how they plan to take a more bootstrapped approach to building their collection of insta-worthy and unique short-term rentals. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Jessica. All right, Jessica, we are live. How are you doing on this fine, this fine morning? I am doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Although I have to tell uh, the listeners uh, too. So my, I, just, I got a text, like I almost had to cancel this interview because a couple hours ago, I got a text from my wife and she and my five-month-old son, they were on um, their way to daycare and they got into a car accident. Thankfully, everyone was okay. Everyone's okay. Um, but oh it was gosh. like one of those like freak out moments where she called, like I'm on a call. She's blowing up my phone. I'm like, I have to, I have to like go like answer this call. And anyways, uh, all, all was well. It was just a little fender bender at the end of the day. My son was fine. Um, and it'll be a, a fun story to tell him later on in life. But, um, but I'm glad all I have to say is I'm glad I didn't have to cancel our interview today because I have been super, super excited about this opportunity to chat with you about Ironton Island and everything that you're, that you're building. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm so glad that your family's okay. <laughs> and it would have been it would have been totally okay to cancel. Um, but I'm glad we're here. Too, yes, so. likewise, likewise. Um, well, where where take us back to the beginning? Like, where where does the story of of Ironton Island begin? And and can you just give us uh, a sense of where in the world Ironton Island actually is? Where where you are, and then where where the story of this place begins. Yeah, so we're in central Minnesota, um, kind of the Brainerd Lakes area. Cuyuna and Crosby is not far. Um, Ironton's right next to that. It's kind of three little towns together. But the Crosby-Cuyuna area has kind of boomed into 
a really cool mountain biking area, um, crystal clear paddling lakes and hiking, things like that. As you know, there's not really a lot of um, landscape in Minnesota. So <laughs> it's an old mining town and they dug so far into the earth and piled it up. It, there's kind of hills and mountains now um, surrounding the lakes and trees have grown since then. And there's beautiful mountain bike trails and things you can climb and descend and things like that. So um, we are located in Ironton, which is about a mile um, from the main trailheads and things like that. And okay. some of the different mountain lakes. Yep. Um, the name Ironton Island comes a little bit from the location and then also, um, the property itself, you kind of come out on a thin strip of land and it opens up into a peninsula surrounded by, um, a bunch of water and beautiful, um, beaver ponds and wetlands and things like that. So it feels as though you're on an Island, but you don't have to actually take a boat (laughs) out (laughs) to this Island, if you will, um. It, it provides privacy and things like that. And then additionally, there's these little islands or bogs that kind of move around with the, the sun and the wind. So your view will actually change when you wake up in the morning, like the islands kind of shift wow. <laughs> left to right. Um, actually freaked me out the first time I noticed it because <laughs> they move slow. It'll take about 24 hours. But um, yeah, that's kind of where we are and wow. a little bit about it. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I can just imagine waking up and, and being like, did I like drink too much last night? Or like, <laughs> like what is yeah. like, I swear that Island was over there and it, and it's moved. Um, that's amazing. You know, you know, what's so funny about, about like Minnesota is like, I, you know, I grew up in, I was actually born and raised in Hawaii, but I've been on the East coast since I was uh, 17. And you know, I, I never really thought about Minnesota, to be honest. Like, I, I just, uh, you know, I just don't, it just wasn't in my circle or my network. Sure. But in, in like, the short-term rental space, like, Minnesota is, like, having a moment, right? Like, I, I feel yeah. like there are all these just incredible, like, builds and these you know people that I follow on Instagram, and I'm like, where is this place? Where is this place? Oh, this is in Minnesota, too? So it's funny to see how how it's exploded, and, and since I've you know, dive, uh, taking a little bit of a deeper dive into it and talking with folks, I realized like, no, like people like love Minnesota. People have been going to Minnesota. Like there are zillions of lakes. There's like, it's beautiful in the summer. Like it's tough in the winter, but you know, it, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous um, in, 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 in other seasons. And some would even say it's gorgeous in the winter too. Right. Uh, that's not my thing, but so, so <laughs> like how, has this always been true? Like has, have vacation rentals and short-term rentals, is it, is this a little bit more novel new or, or am I just kind of like waking up to this for the first time? I think in the short-term rental market, um, it's obviously booming and things like that, but I grew up here. Um, I'm about 28 years old and I've always lived in this central Minnesota, very touristy area where, Everybody owns a small business. Um, You make money off of tourism and whether those are little small businesses, restaurants or resorts that people rent out. Um, Now it's kind of opened up into this thing where people are creating their own unique properties, rentals and and things. And obviously in in Minnesota, you have the North Shore and all that terrain is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Kind of the area we're in, like you said, so many different lakes and things you can hop around on. Um, So it's, I can see how it's a target. I could be a little bit biased, but I do love Minnesota and the winters are tough, but the changing seasons are nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. I gotta, I gotta get out there. I've been to, I've been to Minneapolis and St. Paul uh, a couple of times, but I've never, I've never explored uh, beyond that. So I'll, I'll have to add it to the list, but, but talk to us a little bit about uh, what, what stays you have on Ironton Island. Sure. So right now, um, it's three unique kind of off-grid trendy A-frames in a bathhouse that make up the off-grid ecosystem. And we do have an adjacent parcel. Um, maybe I should go back into kind of how we came across the land yeah, and things please, like that. Please. Yeah. Please. So we, we were about halfway through our first short-term rental build, um, Lazy Loon Properties, which is two year-round cabins. Um, and our eyes started wandering a little bit again, <laughs> kind of when you get through a project and we wanted to have a piece of land set up for kind of our next build. Yeah. We knew we wanted yeah. to invest in the Cuyuna uh, Crosby area. And we, when we started looking, we came across this 20 acre piece of land um, 
with two separate parcels, which was very attractive to us because you can kind of maximize your builds. And if you're not commercial, you can only build so many on a parcel. So um, that was attractive to us. But I feel like a lot of people would kind of look at this piece of property and just look past it Hmm. um, until you you put something on it and you kind of see your vision through. And then people will be like, where did you find this? (laughs) So, and there was, there was some, um, old pallets and like truck toppers and things that we had to remove from the property. So people might look past that. Um, but we kind of saw the vision in it. We, I believe we purchased it in January of 2021. So not even knowing what it looked like kind of in the summer, we had a good idea. Um, but we knew it would kind of be beautiful and come spring, um, Lots of beautiful wildlife, swans, cranes, birds, beavers, things like that. It overlooks even more kind of state land and tax fortified land that nobody can ever build on, which is awesome. Um, so it just provided a lot of privacy. And we bought it for dirt cheap, too. Really? Um, really? I can't say that it would be dirt cheap today, <laughs> but even two, three years ago, um, we, we definitely scored on it. So um, we did just break ground on two other cabins on that adjacent parcel. So those will be kind of a year round um, set up like our lazy loon property. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 All right, guys, I got to interrupt the episode real fast to tell you this fun story. So last year I was staying at an all Blanco property. Amy from All Blanco is a friend of the podcast, and she welcomed my wife and I into one of her beautiful homes in Lynchburg, Virginia. So as I typically do, within 30 seconds of walking into an Airbnb, I flipped open the guest book to find the Wi-Fi info. And friends, what followed was unlike anything else I had experienced at a short-term rental. When I clicked the network, a beautifully customized landing page that was all Belongco branded popped up asking for my name, email address, and phone number. Similar to what you might expect when you log into Wi-Fi at your favorite coffee shop. So I entered my info and then was greeted with an equally beautiful thank you page that featured a collection of other All Belonco properties and was automatically emailed a discount code for a future stay at one of Amy's properties. Now, the marketer in me realized that this was probably Amy's way of ensuring she captured my contact info so she could communicate with me later, but I was happy to give it because the whole experience aligned with similar experiences I've had logging onto networks other than my own. Now, what I didn't realize at the time was that the platform powering this whole experience was StayFi. StayFi is the secret tool that the best short-term rental hosts use to capture guest contact info and start marketing to them with easy-to-use email and texting tools. StayFi enables you to collect the contact info of every single guest staying with you, not just the one who booked. For me, the whole experience of using StayFi really solidified Albalonco as a brand, as a business. It might sound silly, but had I not experienced their brand in this fashion, I never would have thought to look for their direct booking site. So if you're looking for a super easy, very affordable, and frictionless way to increase the robustness of your guest data and ultimately increase direct bookings, go watch the StayFi software demo at StayFi.com. And when you're ready, you can sign up for StayFi at StayFi.com and use the discount code BTS for 50% off your first three months. And if you chat with anyone on the team there, be sure to tell them that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. All right, folks, back to the episode. What what's so cool about what you guys are are doing, and and one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about today is, you know, you you see people buy land in cool places uh, in, in Minnesota, elsewhere, right, near beautiful either landscapes or 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 rivers or ponds or oceans or whatever it is, right, and and this whole idea of like unique stays having a moment is is certainly. It's certainly trendy, right? Like it's it's all over the place right now, and and rightly so because people want a different kind of experience. They don't want to just if they're going to go stay in a short term rental, they don't necessarily just want like a, an urban stay. And if they do, what they're looking for is probably really different, right? Like if you're if you're trying to book a a, a short term rental in you know downtown Austin, right? It's probably because you're going to a conference or an event, or you're really there to like see the city. You're less there to enjoy the space, right? Whereas if you're going to go book a place, you know two hours from any 
sort of like major metropolitan area, you want to enjoy your space, right? So, but but what a lot of people do is they go, they buy these great pieces of land and they spend lots and lots of money, you know, constructing these gorgeous, like incredible, incredible stays. And what what you guys have done is you've taken a little bit of the opposite approach, where you've you've found beautiful land, you've you know. Land that maybe otherwise would have been looked over. You acquired it. You ha- you had a vision for it, and then you've built these really cool stays and structures. But they're very simple, right? Like you know, they're they're off grid and, and and they're they're you know they're more like glamping like experiences. But they're but even that like they they stand out on Instagram because they they just look different. Like you you, you haven't seen something quite like it, right? And I I, sure. I want to understand a little bit more about about this about how intentional you are you all were with this and. Um, you know, how, how has it, how has it performed as a business? Like talk to us a little bit about, you know, the numbers and any, anything that you feel comfortable sharing around what you went in thinking this would cost, what it's, what it actually ended up kind of costing and, and then how, how it's performed so far. Sure. So we, we take a little bit of a different approach, which I was actually surprised we were invited on this podcast. Cause I know you cover a lot of luxury rentals and, and things like that, but, um, we kind of have a, a different motto where the short-term rental market kind of. Or payment we have on it by ourselves. Um, yeah. No questions asked. Wow. So we, we go into it and we completely build everything ourselves. Um, we find very cheap land. It's not, it's not bad land. There's always some sort of water, beautiful attraction or thing, things like that. Um, but we kind of, we go into it, um, thinking that we can do everything ourselves. Yeah. Um, we, we don't just go to Menards and kind of, (laughs) buy everything at full price or hire people to do it. Um, and Menards for those who don't know is like, it's like a home Depot, right? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, the only, the only reason I know Menards is I have, I have a lot of friends who live in Indiana and sure. I remember them saying like, are oh, we going to go to Menards? And I was like, what? is that like a fast food joint or something? Like, what is that? Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you guys go in knowing that, that you're, you're very capable people. You, you can, you can build these yourself. Yes. Yeah. So right now, um, we only have material costs into this and a septic system. Yeah. Um, our one requirement from the, the county was there needs to be somewhere for the waste to go. So we said no problem. Um, we wanted to have kind of like a nice flushing toilet and bathhouse anyway. Yeah. Um, but we got away without running electric out there. We got away without um, digging a well. Wow. And we built these out of pocket. So we have no payments. Um, whatever we kind of make right now, we cash flow. Wow. Which is awesome. Um, one very important part about the design is how easily can we turn over these for guests and clean them? We're doing all the cleaning and managing. Um, so we're not paying a team to come over and clean and manage these for a hundred dollars an hour yeah. or things like that. Yeah. So all those, all those costs that we're um, kind of gathering, we can, we can kind of pocket them right now, um, except for a small, a small land payment. Yeah. So, which is, which is, yeah. which is such a different approach. Um, and, and, and yet like, uh, you know, it's sort of like the bootstrapped approach versus versus like taking on investor money to go like build your startup or whatever it is. The analogy mm-hmm. isn't perfect there, but 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 at the same time, like I, I think that there's there's so much opportunity for like both approaches. And you're right, we've had a lot of people on the show that have taken the other approach, right, where they've either taken out massive loans or they've they've raised money from investors to kind of build really cool kind of like unique unique experiences and they've got this vision of like cloning this model and, and taking it national and, and all that stuff. But, but you know, one of the big reasons I, I wanted to talk to you was because I was like, Hey, what you, what you guys are doing is like a super incredible, also like very viable path that, that I do think like there, there's a lot of other opportunities for folks to capitalize on, on, on builds like this. And, and again, what, what I think there's, there's plenty of people out there, right. That they might go, they might buy something outright. And it's sort of like a run of the mill, you know, uh, mm-hmm. short-term rental. But again, what you guys are doing is you've created these unique designs. You're also a product designer by trade. So I guess that there's a little bit of an advantage there maybe, you know, but, but like, you yes. know, you know, what will stand out, what will look, what will look different, but 
again, they're they're incredibly simple. Um, and I think that that that's an opportunity that one you're 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 going to attract a different kind of guest, but the guest that you're going to attract is probably if you're if you're willing if you're a guest that typically wants to stay somewhere for a hundred bucks you know, a night or whatever it ends up being, you're not really even looking at the inventory that is 300 400 500 bucks a night right for these like crazy cool places so but but right those guests aren't used to seeing unique stays because most of the unique stays fall outside of their budget right and so what you're doing is you're like no 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 no. think again right (laughs) you too can stay in a cool unique a-frame right uh and 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 not break the bank so so how intentional were you with all of this like and and like is, is i guess is what i'm articulating were you like that's exactly like what opportunity we saw and we went and just capitalized on it or how, how did you guys think through this? Absolutely. Um, no, you're, you're right on. We, I'm a product designer kind of by trade. So, um, my background's in product design, basically everything you use or buy, um, at a store needs to be designed by somebody. So I'm kind of like the upfront development in that. However, none of which includes architecture or interior design, but those same principles can be applied to designing a short-term rental or a short-term rental campground ecosystem and things like that. So you're considering the user, um, you're considering what it looks like you're kind of creating and doing the imagination work of, Oh, I could picture myself staying there. Um, what are the first five pictures on Airbnb that stand out that make you click into it? Um, are, I always say there's a market for everybody. So obviously we're not in that like high end luxury market. Um, We're kind of marketing to people like us, like outdoor enthusiasts, um, campers, mountain bikers, people who want to try camping for the first time, but they don't want to pay an arm and a leg and a giant cleaning fee. Yeah. We actually don't even have a cleaning fee. Um, Wow. So we put a lot of sweat equity and and time and um, details into it. And we want to kind of provide a really, affordable stay that's unique um that also cash flows a lot of money (laughs) yeah because at that at that point when you don't have any payments and um you can keep your calendar kind of full it it still does pretty well yeah Um, when you're not paying all those cleaners and property management companies you don't even have an electric bill (laughs) things like that um it's a definitely a whole different ball game so no and that being said we we do we have other year-round cabins, um, but it's the same motto. It's, you know, if if we don't rent it out at all for a month, can we ride that wave? Can we pay the mortgage? Yeah. Um, can we pivot to a long-term renter if we need to? Yeah. Still cash so we play it really safe. <laughs> I mean, you, you play it safe, but you guys are also you you're you're, you're smart and you're and you're and you're savvy here because again, right? Like this is this is I think an, an untapped uh, market where. You, you either you, ha- you either have folks that if you're if you're in sort of a more affordable sort of uh, uh, stay stay market if, if you're tr- if you're attracting people that want to spend uh, around a hundred bucks a night to stay somewhere right mm-hmm. you, again the, the inventory that you expect for that is not the inventory that you guys have created and and deliver and so I think it's just a cool reminder to folks that especially if you're earlier on right in in your journey and and you want to get started with something it's like hey how could you go find affordable land? slash cheap land that you might even be able to like pay for upfront out of pocket. Right. And then, and then how do you design simple structures uh, and, or, you know, license uh, your designs? Maybe, maybe you'll, maybe you'll sell your designs at some point um, and, and, and do something like that because to, to your point, it's, it's probably the fastest, if not one of the fastest ways to cash flow if, if that's what your core objective is, right. If that's what you're interested in. Um, so I'm curious, like what, what is the end goal here? Like, are you, do you guys want to build like, so you, so you have, how many units right now do you have in total? Remind me, sorry. It's, it's five or six in total. We have five in total right now. Um, two are year round, one bedroom, one bath cabins. And then we have three kind of seasonal camp A-frames, um, on that adjacent parcel on Ironton Island. We just broke grounds about two weeks ago and we're putting up two more wow. custom cabin builds um, over there that we're really excited about. Um, kind of the same mentality. The The A-frames are kind of helping, you know, they pay for the land and then they're kind of helping fund the next project. Yeah. So it was kind of a little experiment. We wanted to put up something quicker, um, not take out a loan, but also 
I have a hard time just throwing up like a canvas tent. Yeah. <laughs> it's a property and, and they're great and they're cool and everything, but I just, I don't want to have the same tent that, you know, 4,000 other people have and yeah. they're just furnishing it. I wanted to really design and create something really cool and long lasting, um, for the user. So we had fun with it. And I should mention, um, my husband is, is kind of a genius in the trades too. Like he grew up, um, doing some masonry dirt work, foundation work. He did some plumbing in college in the summers. He taught himself how to wire our house on YouTube. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he can solder together like a boiling system. So wow. he's, he's very, very handy. And we kind of make a, a good team in that regard. So that's, I feel like that's also like a secret sauce that I'm learning from from all you you people, especially those like <laughs> who are like in the Midwest. It's like somebody is somebody's like insanely handy, or like it's like mm-hmm. you know, of all things, like yeah, I just I just I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, yeah, I just I just like really like got good at like welding, and I was like, who does that? <laughs> like, like it, that's still a thing that people do in in 2023, of you know, and of course it is, right? And so it it, yeah. it is it's it's one of those competitive advantages that like I'm like dang I. I should have like when my grandfather offered to teach me something i should have just said like yes instead <laughs> of being like no that's boring right and just like you know turn the tv back on or whatever it was right so 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 my you guys dad have... is actually a welder oh you're, is he really of course <laughs> yeah. he is of course he's a metal he artist so oh, i know i know how to weld as well and we put some well we plan to put some custom kind of metal work in our in our next cabin so wow. yeah it does <laughs> it comes in handy for yeah, sure yeah jeez i <laughs> i just i wish i was as cool as you hey guys it's zach if you're enjoying this episode could you do me two very quick favors First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. So, so, okay. So, so with these two new cabin builds that you're doing, you'll have, you'll have seven units in total. Talk to us, just give us, give us a, like a a range. Like, are are you, is the goal to like end up leaving your, your day job and kind of doing this full time? Do you love what you do at your day job and don't, don't really want to manage all this stuff full time? Or do you want to get to a point where you guys do have to have a property manager or is it like, Hey, we can, we can still do seven kind of by ourselves and then we're tapped out. Like, how are we feeling about like, about the growth of the business? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and we ask ourselves that every day right now. We've kind of designed and built everything to where it's really efficient to clean and manage. We yeah. can handle everything ourselves. Um, the one thing we outsource is the linens, but I still have to go drop them off and pick them up and separate them and, and do things like that. Um, I think we are going to need help after we get these these next two builds, yeah. um, at least Maybe like we hire a, a full-time helper. Um, after that, I mean, my husband just quit teaching. He resigned. Wow. <laughs> so he's just, he's going to be building. Um, he's going to be taking on some other um, jobs as well and, and remodels and things. But we're going to just continue to kind of add to our portfolio, whether that's short-term rentals or basically just acquiring property and paying for that property through rentals yeah um or, or other types of income um whether we try a restaurant or we try long-term housing or things like that um we'll just kind of keep going but right now it's it's all manageable um we're kind of we build everything ourselves if we can get away with it yeah um, this time around we are not allowed to do the electrical ourselves so we do have to hire that out <laughs> um but everything else will be kind of just, just me and him out there um, building wow. these. So we're excited about that, but it's a good way to save 
I'd say at least 60% on, on the build, if yeah. not more. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So all in, like how, how like roughly, like how, how much have you, how much do you guys think that you've spent on, on building Ironton Island and, and these, you know, uh, sorry, what was the, what was the name of the other two cabins? The, um, um, lazy loon properties, lazy loon properties. Thank you. <laughs> Incredible names, by the way. Actually, like, let's start with the names. How did you come up? Uh, I guess Ironton Island is is you, you just explained, right? It's in Ironton, and it's kind of this island. But what about what about the others? Like, oh, that's such a fun, distinct name. Um, Lazy Loon Properties. We so we kind of bought our our land for our house, which we also found very cheap. But happens to be on a lake. Um, it's there's kind of a pond surrounding the property too, so okay. you're set back like a little bit and you get that privacy you don't have boats like looking in your window um or anything like that but again nobody wanted it um the neighbor was kind of this elderly woman and my husband went and talked to her and um her husband had passed but he was kind of using the property to kind of like bury stuff <laughs> like <laughs> nothing crazy not, not but bodies like, hopefully <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. like paint cans and things like that so of course people look past it and they just keep on going so yeah. we got it for dirt cheap and then it, it was i believe two acres but then we asked if she would throw in the parcel next to it for like three thousand dollars and she said sure wow. <laughs> wow so that was already separated um he my husband started building um the house we live in now which was kind of the start of kind of our our equity building. Yeah. Um, we built our house for, I think, $146,000. <laughs> wow. Uh, with, with the land and the property and everything. And wow. I'm sure it's all worth probably half a million now um, with how things are trending in our area. Yeah. Um, so we had this empty lot next to us, right? And we're like, well, why not start there? <laughs> <laughs> it's already cleared. Um, we put up the two Lazy Loon cabins for $89,000. For both of them um, together. For both of them. That's wow. like land, septic well. Everything. cabins, uh, materials, furnishings, everything. But we built them ourselves. So yeah. kind of crazy. Um, that was a, a good starting point for us. And then halfway through, we acquired the land in Cuyuna Crosby. Um, we were able to build the A-frames out of pocket. They weren't, it was material costs and about $10,000 for the septic, which adds value to the property anyway. Yeah. Um, the property itself was $38,000. Wow. Wow. 20 acres. So oh my God. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of wetland, but it provides a lot of um, privacy. Yeah. There's probably five acres of highland and that came with two parcels. Um, our, our next cabin builds are going to be a little bit more, but we're doing like a two bedroom, one bath. Um, and we'll see how we end up there, but not much more than our first build. <laughs> this is, uh, you, this is amazing. So, you know what I'm, the, the sense that I'm getting Jessica is that you guys are like, what's her, what's your husband's name? Chad. Chad, Jessica and yeah. Chad, you guys are experts at finding like land that no one else seems to want. Right. But then yeah. seeing like this treasure that exists there, right. Of like, <laughs> huh? Well, hey, there are these cool wetlands. Like, we could we could like throw a couple like short term rentals up, and we could call this an island that has fun like brand potential and brand equity that we could build there, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll take it, right? And and I think that that that's a skill that like like a lot of people just don't have, and the ones that like do have it or want to have it, it it's it's so scary, right? Like it, it's scary to invest in something that that everyone else is driving by right because because i feel like the story that you tell yourself is like well there must be something else like really wrong with this people just they're so quick to write something <laughs> off of like oh well there's some paint cans here you know there's probably like dead bodies under here or like you know or whatever like <laughs> I, I feel like that, yeah. that that's human nature right that there must be a reason why something is so cheap or why something is like you know still on the market and it seems like what you guys are really proficient at doing is understanding that why and then realizing that hey sometimes that why just like doesn't doesn't really make sense or cool we understand this why we know how to address this in a way that's competitive and that's that's a superpower thank you yeah i i appreciate it we i actually do have one more story oh um, please 
a piece of land that we acquired recently. Um, like Lakeshore around here right now is going like crazy. So we're like, okay, <laughs> how can we buy another really nice lake lot um, that's kind of affordable that we could just have in our back pocket? Maybe do the next project on. Maybe we'll build another house. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's in a town called Pequot Lakes where we both grew up. Probably 15 minutes where we live from now. Okay. Um, and this this lake lot was on the market for a while, and then it it came off the market and popped back up. And we were looking at it. Um, we did some digging, and we found out that the neighbors were in a lawsuit <laughs> with each other. Um, <laughs> one had excavated, like took a bunch of fill dirt out of the other neighbor's yard and kind of put it on their yard and they made a, a four wheeler trail down to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so the DNR called the landowner and, um, said, you can't have this. And then the one landowner ended up suing the other person. So we are like, okay, they're in a tough position right now. They probably want to get rid of it. <laughs> It's listed for way too much right now. Um, what can we do? So you also had to fix the excavated part because they excavated the bluff and that was kind of falling down into the lake, which you can't have. So we're like, we can fix it ourselves. Um, if you had somebody else do it, I think they quoted it at $35,000. So <laughs> we kind of, we made a lowball offer and we um, kind of took the project on ourselves and we we ended up getting it. So um, just to put it in perspective, it's, it costs us about $3,000 to fix the bluff and the neighbor covered half. So $1,500. Um, and we got this lake lot for probably a hundred thousand dollars cheaper than it would have been <laughs> if that situation hadn't been in place. So, um, yeah, sometimes you just got to do a little digging and look past some things. Um, there's always deals out there. Wow. So. I, I'm going to call you guys like when I buy <laughs> land and be like, yo, hey, uh, does this have the Jessica and Chad stamp of approval or like what am I missing here? Because you guys you guys clearly have some some magic touch. I also just I think it's funny. It's like only in like Minnesota or, or somewhere like, you know, like that. Do you do you hear of stories of like landowners getting mad at each other and like throwing a bunch of dirt <laughs> in somebody else's like lot? Like that's just so yeah. that is hilarious. Like like uh, that's amazing. And then, and then suing each other for it. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> everyone's got to have something to take issue with. Right. Um, whether it's, you know, uh, politics or, or, or dirt. Right. It's, it's, it's gotta be something. Um, but wow, this is, this is amazing. So, so okay, what's your, what's your like long-term play? Like Jessica and Chad, you, you mentioned like, Hey, maybe you'll do like, did you say like maybe a restaurant or something? Like, are, do you guys just want to build like this nice little like empire for yourselves? Like what do you, what do you call like the Jessica and Chad like uh show that that's, that's happening right now? Like what, what, what's the end game? Sure. Um, I think a lot of people have goals like we want X amount of rentals by this year or yeah. we want to make this with money. We honestly don't have any of those goals. We just want to keep finding deals. Um, we want to keep creating really unique experiences for people, um, kind of utilizing our creativity on whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, we really don't have an end game other than we do kind of want a little bit of a freedom of schedule, which we've already kind of gained from, um, the short term rental income. Um, my husband was able to quit teaching and kind of, yeah. Uh, put his skills to other uses. I, I work remote right now for myself, um, as an industrial design contractor. So the flexibility there is awesome. If I need to run over to a property and clean or like put out a fire, <laughs> I can do that. But, um, no, we just want to kind of keep going and acquiring cool properties yeah. and building cool, cool stuff for people. Um, we take a lot of pride in kind of doing custom unique builds that aren't kind of mass manufactured or there's not 4,000 of them out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, we like to create, create the cool unique ones. So we take pride in that and we enjoy it. Do you think you will, will you wrap like one brand around all of this? Like you've got like the lazy lean properties, you've got Ironton Island. Like, are you taking more of like a, Hey, let's take a differentiated like branding approach of, you know, uh, for the next build on, on the lake shore, like that's going to be entirely different. Do you, do you want these all wrapped up into like one family of brands? Like, how are you thinking through, through those challenges and, and opportunities? Yeah, I, I thought about kind of wrapping 
even these two properties together, but they're so, they're so different from each other Hmm. and it's a totally different location. And even people that we market it to in general, um, I kind of like having it as its own unique brand. Yeah. Um, kind of ecosystem over there. Um, we really are just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, to be honest. Um, but we, we really do enjoy, um, building and designing these short-term rentals yeah. for sure. Like it feels the, the creativity and, and everything I get bored. Otherwise, if I'm just doing something, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not a type A person. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and my husband likes to stay busy as well. Um, so yeah, we, we really don't have a super big uh, game plan. Have so. you guys, have you guys established any rules yet of like, okay, Hey, before we buy the next bit of land, like, the one we just bought has to be cash flowing at this, you know, rate or like, like, how do you, do you have any kind of rough guidelines that you've set for yourself? Cause obviously like one of the, one of the risks right in this is you, if you grow too quickly, right. Um, and, and things do take a little bit of a, a different turn than expected, then you're yeah. kind of in a little bit of a tough situation. So what if any sort of like rules do you have in place for when you're allowed to, you know, yeah. make that next purchase uh, or, or do those rules not yeah. quite exist yet? That does remind me of one goal. Um, we'd like to get to the point where we don't have to use a bank for anything. Wow. So, um, our, whatever our next build or product may be, we want to be able to do it out of pocket. You know, you yeah. save so much money there on interest and things. Yeah. Um, and we could be close with the type of builds that we're doing. Um, they're not huge and extravagant. They're just, we keep them smaller and unique. Um, Another rule that we have is never start the next project until you completely button up and finish the one you're working on now. Hmm. We do buy land <laughs> while we're working on other projects, but we never start building on that land because you can always turn around and sell it. Um, but a lot of people, they start a project and they don't finish it and then they start another one and then pretty soon both those aren't finished and then it's, it's a disaster. So we're yeah. really diligent about finishing what we have started all the time. Um, and kind of working against the clock there. Um, that's, and then that's super smart. Yeah. And, and sorry, just to interrupt real fast. I <laughs> that like that's just so, that's sobering because like I I'm just like notorious for and and like these aren't necessarily like builds, but like just in my own life being like, huh, that thing looks shiny. Let's jump over there and try that. <laughs> oh, this thing looks shiny. You know, my wife is always getting on me for. She's like, no, like stay focused. Like do this one thing, see it to fruition. And then you can go play in this like other sandbox, but um, but no, but but you're you're 100 right, and I, I think for those for people that are trying to create unique experiences too, right, and who have built something that is differentiated, it's like all the more important that you stay really focused until completion because you're trying to create something that's that's different, that's not like something else, right? And sometimes yes. it's in those final details, right, that really yeah. end up making it it different so i i love that rule and that's i think that's a good reminder for all of us uh for everyone listening to this conversation <laughs> yeah absolutely for sure um yes it, it can apply to everyday life in general <laughs> not just rentals so last minute cancellations suck and that's why we built ping Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. Do you you ever think you'll go outside of Minnesota? Yeah, I think we would. Um, We already, we took a road trip um, 
over kind of my husband's last spring break here in March, we drove to Arkansas, which everyone's like, what the heck's in Arkansas? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but we're like, actually, um, mountain biking, like awesome hiking. Um, there's really cool trendy buildings going up there. Um, there's not a lot of like commercial industrial stuff. They call it the natural state. Um, it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove up there and we're like, there's, you know, there's cheap land everywhere. Um, it's booming. People are starting to kind of find out about it. Um, so we, we considered that, um, versus like, obviously everyone's kind of headed to Colorado and Montana and things like that, where the the prices have gone up, you know, it's like, where can you kind of predict where it hasn't boomed yet? Yeah. Going to, but things are still kind of cheap. You acquire it now, you maybe build something. That's a scenario where we'd, we'd maybe go out there and build something for a couple of months and then we'd kind of turn it over to a property management company or something like that. But, um, as far as in-state stuff, we like to keep it close Yeah, and we're, we're very hands-on with it. So we're, we're doing the cleaning and things like that. Or if there's an issue, I like to be able to be there in 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, which, yeah. is a, which is a little harder to do in Arkansas, but, um, but you, you know, you know, what's so funny about what you just said there too, about like trying to predict where, where things will boom before they do. Obviously that's what a lot of, a lot of folks aspire to do and, and try to do. And like, I, you know what I keep coming back to is like, I don't, uh, do you follow a bunch of like short-term rentals on, on Instagram? Like, do you know, yeah. like all the Hawking Hills places, like in Hawking Hills, Ohio, in Hawking Hills, Ohio, they have like. I'd say more unique stays like per capita than like anywhere I've ever seen in, in, in like the world. And I don't understand what the frick it is about Hawking <laughs> Hills that like everybody like lot, like it's, I guess it's a state park in, in, yeah. in, in Ohio, but like, I mean, it, 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 all the Instagram influencers are always in Hawking Hills, like shooting some new cabin or shooting some new crazy yeah. like build. Right. And I'm like, and I have to imagine, I mean, now I'm sure it's not the case, but at, at the time, at the time that all these people got into this space, it, land must have been really cheap, right? Because because the, the way that they're building these properties, it's like, okay, you there's no way you could afford to build something so extravagant if the land was also incredibly expensive, right? Because a lot of these people are, are, are hobbyists, like they're, they're not this, you know, this isn't their full time gig, like they're not they're not real estate, you know, developers by, by trade by any means. And it's just boomed in Hawking Hills. And so I keep trying to, I always tell people like, go find the next Hawking Hills. Like where is the next Hawking Hills? Because wherever that is, like that's, that's where I want to be. Um, and it sounds yeah. like, it sounds like maybe that's Arkansas. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. If you ever get a chance and you go through like Bentonville or Hot Springs, it's, there's some really cool stuff going up there. I was so surprised. I thought we were maybe ahead of the curve, but <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. There's some really cool stuff going up. Um, but yeah, super important now is if you do purchase land, we try to at least purchase land by some body of water or like the Cuyuna rec area, yeah. um, a mile, Ironton Island's a mile from most of the trailheads and the lakes and things over there. So there's always going to be a desire for people to go there. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of housing over there or land available in general. So if you kind of pinpoint places like that, um, I, Ohio looks beautiful though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Cause like, it's just not <laughs> like it, it's, yeah. Anyways, I, I should just stop before I get canceled. But um, but hey, uh, Jessica, this is this has been wonderful. I I'm, I'm super excited about what you guys are doing. I really appreciate you taking time to to chat with me. Um, for folks that want to hear a little bit more about how you guys are thinking about your build your builds, how you're thinking about your business, uh, I I do want to encourage anyone who's um who's listening to to kind of like study your guys's approach because I I do think I do think especially especially if you want to just test this out to see if you if you like this quote unquote game or not the way that the way that you guys have approached this is it's just very smart um and 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 more accessible right than than if you're trying to you know get a massive loan to do this crazy build in a place that everyone else is also trying to do crazy builds right so um if folks do want to reach out, like what's uh what's the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah, um, you could probably message me on Instagram. Um, at Ironton Island would be would be the best. I'm always interested in answering any questions or things like that. 
Um, I will say it. We're not huge on like replicating our designs or yeah. <laughs> selling our designs, which uh, it, some people are. And um, but we take pride in kind of the the unique designs that we put out. So when people ask for my my floor plans or my designs, I get I get a little offended because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want people to come up with their own things. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want the same thing replicated down the road and then put on Airbnb and things like that. So, yeah. um, but I'm super interested in helping people get started and kind of come up with their own ideas and things. And um, like I said, there's a market for everybody out there. So it doesn't have to be a million dollar luxury build. Yeah, <laughs> You can make a lot of money off something really simple. Yeah. So. so well said, Jessica. Well, hey, thanks so much for your time. This has been a pleasure. We'll have your Instagram link below. And if you are listening to this and you are inspired by Jessica's story and you want to learn a little bit more, feel free to just DM her on, on Instagram follow Ironton Islands as well. Um, They have good content. And so I appreciate everyone tuning in. Jessica, thanks again for your time. It's it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I hope you and your family have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And thanks for having on. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.